1: Arise, O oh God, judge the earth, for thou shalt inherit all nations.
0: Hello, everyone. This is Kennard Brown again speaking. Um, I got cut off. Um, I only have another extra hour to speak in the archives, and uh, I think I may have, yeah, obviously I did forget. And so this message is so important that um, I decided to go ahead and do a re uh, another broadcast to conclude this message, uh, I have about 12 minutes, so I should be able to do it 13 minutes. And so anyway, this message is about uh, being able to tell whether or not a dream is from God or not, because we're getting a lot of that here. We've gotten a lot of that for several years, but certainly it's escalating. And so, you know, I, I have a responsibility to educate people and teach them correctly about this and what the Bible says about it. And so anyway, I'm going over what Yeshua, I'm, going, I'm using a clear English version to try to be as clear as I can about this so that you can understand what he told us to look for. And we have to pay attention to what he said. And too many people are paying attention to what other people have said and they're not backing it up with his words. And so in verse 8 it says, but this is just the beginning of troubles. You will be arrested, punished, and even killed. And so some people will have to give their lives. All right. Verse 10, many will give up and betray and hate each other. Uh, that's going on too. And many false prophets will come and fool a lot of people. it will be a lot of people being fooled, ladies and gentlemen. This is what he says. Because in Matthew 7, verse 14, it says, only the few, and this is, of course, before the Great Trouble, will really live the true way of life. And so it's going to be a lot of people, a lot of people, a significant number of people being fooled, even those who keep Torah and, and keeping the Sabbath and Holy Days, uh, Matthew uh, 25 verse uh, five states uh, that the wise and the um, the wise and the foolish they all slumbered and slept, meaning that even the wise are going to have a problem and they're, they're they're being arrogant about their wisdom, even though they know certain things. But even they will be deceived and not really obey God like they should. So it's going to be very few people that are really really into God at this time. Verse 12 of Matthew 24, evil was spread and caused many people to stop loving others. Verse 13. but if you keep on being faithful right to the end, you will be saved. And you have to be faithful. You can't have a spirit of fear. You have to have a spirit of courage. Verse 14, when the good news about the kingdom has been preached all over the world and told to all the nations, the end will come. And that's talking about, of course, involving the witnesses, uh, the two witnesses in Revelation chapter 11, and then the angel that's going to preach the gospel around the world in Revelation chapter 14.
1: Uh, The first uh, few
0: verses there uh, talks about that. All right, and verse 15. Someday you will see that horrible thing or abomination of desolation stand in the holy place, which means there will be a built temple, despite what people are preaching otherwise. Just as the prophet Daniel said, everyone who reads this must try to understand. Now, this is the time to flee. This is the time of what the Bible says is Jacob's trouble. Jacob is all the tribes of Israel's trouble, including the United States' great trouble. It's not because of the ruling of homosexuality. Uh, that the great trouble will begin, ladies and gentlemen. The the ruling is a sign that things will begin in the future. That we need to start preparing for the great tribulation. But that doesn't mean that the whole country is going to be destroyed because of the ruling of homosexuality. Yes, let it, me it, correct myself. It will be destroyed. All nations, all islands, and all mountains will be destroyed, as Revelation chapter sixteen reveals. But it's not going to come immediately, ladies and gentlemen. That's the point I'm trying to make. All right, It's going to be a process of time before those things happen. And it hasn't happened yet. And so we have to watch, as he stated, watch for these things to occur. And stop trying to anticipate what is going to happen. We have to just do the best we can to obey him and, and trust him. And I read you, the, the in part one of this Bible study, I read to you Psalm 91. We have to believe it. He's going to protect us where we're at. We do the best we can to run to the mountains or, or run to the wilderness when the time comes for us to flee. That time has not come yet, ladies and gentlemen. It says, if you are living in Judea, the West Bank, run to the mountains. If you are on the roof of your house, don't go inside to get anything. If you are out in the field, don't go back out of your coat. It will be a terrible time for women who are expecting babies or nursing young children. And pray that you won't have to escape in the winter or on a Shabbat. This will be the worst time of suffering since the beginning of the world, and and nothing this terrible will ever happen again. Now in Jeremiah, 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 chapter uh, thirty, it states the following. Jeremiah chapter thirty, verse one, says the Lord of God, the Lord God of Israel said, Jeremiah, get a scroll and write down everything I have told you. In verse three, some someday I will let my people from both Israel and Judah, returned to the land I gave their ancestors. That day hasn't happened yet, ladies and gentlemen. Then the Lord told me to say to Israel and Judah, the ten tribes of Israel and Judah, I, the Lord, hear screams of terror, there is no peace. Can men give birth? Then why do I see them looking so pale and clutching their stomachs like women in labor? This is the contemporary English version of the Bible, for clarity's sake. Verse 7, my people, soon you will suffer worse than ever before, but I will save you. Now you are slaves of other nations, but I will break the chains and smash the yokes that keep you in slavery. And so, King James Version is even a clearer translation of this. It states, Alas, for that day is great, in verse 7 of Jeremiah 30, so that none is like it. This is talking about the tribulation. It is even the time of Jacob's trouble. So, I want to clarify this. Jacob's trouble begins at the great tribulation. Sure, Jacob will have trouble, but the trouble that shall be none like it, which is the tribulation is not going to begin, where we have to flee, where he commands us to flee, has not occurred yet. And for that to occur, there has to be a temple built, and there has to be sacrifices being uh, offered on an altar. That has not occurred yet. And so uh, until that time comes, based on the word of God, we need to stop getting paranoid, getting fanatical about every little teaching that's out there about blood red moons and... Shemitah years, and so forth. Sure, it does have some validity to it. It does help us to understand that we are certainly in the end times, but we shouldn't get paranoid hoping for a catastrophic event where God commands us not to flee. Now, of course, we have to use common sense. If we have verifiable evidence, and I mean verifiable evidence, and Jonathan Kahn's book does not give us verifiable evidence that something on September 13th in Luke 29 will happen. He's just going by the past which is fine, but even he said in the book that something may not happen. But we should be aware. But we shouldn't be getting fanatical. We shouldn't be getting hysterical. We shouldn't have the spirit of fear about it, ladies and gentlemen. And we shouldn't be making irrational decisions that will cause ill to other people. That's not having the spirit of God. That's having the spirit of the devil when you act that way. And so I have showed you the truth and nothing but the truth, so help me God, about being able to tell the difference between a false prophet or prophetess. And, and I've showed you in this Bible study that the four criteria of a true prophet, based on the scriptures that I quoted, Deuteronomy 13, verse 1 to 4, Deuteronomy 18, verse 20 to 22, Numbers 12, verse 6, Jeremiah 28, verse 15 to 17. If, you, if I'm going too fast, you can always listen to this program in the archives. Rewind it and jot it down. Micah 3, verse 11, Isaiah 55, verse 1, Matthew 10, verse eight, Second 2 Corinthians 2, verse 17. Number one, they must teach correct doctrine. Number two, their predictions must come true. Number three, they should offer their teachings for free. Number four, they should preach about mercy to the poor and the afflicted. These are the criteria of a true prophet or prophetess, which you know, hardly anyone that I know of follow all these, these four criteria that claim to be a prophet or a prophetess, ladies and gentlemen. And that is the truth. And so, I'm hoping that this program will help you to believe the words of God more so than people writing books to make money and to use your fear for their benefit, ladies and gentlemen, for their benefit. And and uh, that you know, you know, there's a there's a there's a prophecy in Jude about this in Jude that you must pay attention to. Jude chapter one. Verse 7, it says, Even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them in like manner, giving themselves over to fornication, and going after strange flesh, are set forth as an example, suffering the vengeance of eternal fire. Verse 8, Likewise, also these filthy dreamers, here we go, filthy dreamers, that word dreamers, in the Greek means to dream, to dream. And these are filthy dreamers, they defile the flesh, despise dominion, and speak evil of dignitaries. And so you got to be careful of dreaming. You think it came from God, and yet you don't want to obey Torah in the context of having that dream, ladies and gentlemen. That tells you right there that it was a false dream. Verse, verse nine. Yet Michael, the archangel, when contending with because God would never give you a dream when you're disobeying Tor, disobeying His instructions. Yet Michael, the the angel, archangel, when contending with the devil, he disputed about the body of Moses. Does not bring against him a railing accusation, but said, "The Lord rebuked thee." Verse 10, but these speak evil, those things which they know not, they don't understand, but what they know naturally as brute beasts and those things, they corrupt themselves. You corrupt yourselves by listening to false dreams. And, and it alludes back to Balaam, who was a false prophet, but yet God used him for true prophecy. But he was a false prophet because he did things against Torah, and he, and he, and he preached false doctrine. Verse 11, war to them, for they have gone. He's a talking about in the, uh, of filthy dreamers or people that dream. Woe unto them, for they have gone in the way of Cain and ran greedily after the error of Balaam for reward. And so in the context of all this false dreaming, you have the error of Balaam in this, uh, or Balaam with false prophecy and and, and prophecy that he was charging for a price for a fee. So this is a major message that I'm giving out that I'm hoping that will reach people and he states here that people that continue to do this they're in danger of their salvation. These are spots in your feast of charity, when they feast with you, feeding themselves without fear. Clouds they are without water, carried about of winds, trees whose fruit withereth without fruit, twice dead, plucked up by the roots. Twice dead mean that you are or will uh suffer eternal death. Verse thirteen raging waves of the sea foaming their own shame, wandering stars to whom is reserved the blackness of darkness forever. When you're dead forever, you it's just dark. Uh prior to where I was born, it was just I remember just darkness. And that's what it's talking about, ladies and gentlemen. And so we've got to stop it with this fanaticism. Uh we have to stop believing everything that you hear. You have to test everything. You have to be a Berean. And you have to love the words of God. You have to love study psalm 119 you have to love his instruction and always use his instruction to compare whether or not someone or test whether or not someone is preaching correctly that's what you have to do because here's the final scripture second uh, timothy 3 verse 16 all scripture is given by inspiration of god and it's profitable for doctrine for reproof for correction for instruction in righteousness that the man of yah may be perfect or complete Thoroughly furnished it to all good works. This is not just talking about the Tanakh; It's also talking about all scripture, including the apostolic scriptures. And with that, ladies and gentlemen, may God bless and keep you. And, Y'all willing, I'll be available to you next week. Shalom. Peace.
1: Malachi chapter 4 For behold, the day cometh that shall burn as an oven, and all the proud, yea, and all that do wickedly shall be stubble.